Welcome to Where Is My Mind, the podcast that talks about music and mental health. We have a different guest on each week who talks us through their emotional playlist, hosted by me, Tom. The guest for episode two is Tony Cole Booker. Tony is a gig booker for the Green Door Store in Brighton. Tony talks about a mixture of things from her work with the music venues trust during lockdown, live working for a music venue, and of course, talks us through her playlist picks. Hey Tony, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Happy it's Friday. Um, so obviously, because we are in lockdown free, and it'd only be a nice way to start, how are you getting on with, with this lockdown? Yeah, I, I think this, um, this lockdown's been a lot more trying than the other two, um, mainly because I had COVID in December, um, which was awful, really awful. And I, I suffered pretty much um, with COVID symptoms up until like mid-January. So it's just been like a really depressing time of not being able to do anything and just trying to recover. And then I also had the vaccine mid-February and that made me really sick as well. So I've just, my health has just not been good. And I think for many other people as well, January is just a really tough time straight after Christmas. We haven't been able to see our family and um, it's been really cold and the days have been really dark. It's just, um, I think generally been really hard for everyone. I've definitely felt it. Yeah, I felt this one mentally as well, tougher. Um, same, like, I'm living with my mum currently, um, temporarily, but I haven't seen my niece for nearly three months or my brother, um, sister for a long time as well. So, yeah, it's been really tough, this one. Um, but hopefully, we've obviously what old Bojo said the other day, hopefully we are coming out of it at some point um, and life will ease up a little bit. Um, and obviously, with that announcement, and obviously I'll ask you, because I know who you are, obviously, but for some those who listen, I'm sure some will, maybe some don't. Um, who, who, are, who are you? What, what is it that you do for work? Um, so I run a small music venue in Brighton called The Green Door Store. Um, it's 170 cap. Um, it's actually our 10th year as a venue, um, which is a quite a big milestone for a small grassroots venue. Um, I also run a second venue as well um, called The Rossi Bar, which is really small. It's only 60 cap. Um, and uh, I do all the programming and production for both. But while I've also been furloughed, I've been working for Music Venue Trust, which is a charity that protects um, venues, prevents them from closing. Um, and I've been coordinating all of their fundraising, uh, which goes under the hashtag Save Our Venues. So hopefully people will uh, recognise that name. But yeah, that's kind of me. I'm very music based and uh, a musician as well on the side. Yeah, I mean, I put a picture up on my Instagram of uh, with the hashtag um, because as a very small-time promoter, uh, what you guys were doing has been really important for kind of the, the DIY music scene and especially grassroots. Um, you know, having spoken to friends who run venues or in bands or promoters, you know, this lockdown and COVID time has been tough on such a already kind of hard you know hard scene so I think the work you guys did was really commendable and um, for people like me who are promoters and need to work with venues it was definitely appreciative um, because I need venues to put shows on so uh, yeah thank you it was uh, yeah I know you weren't the only one um, but it was yeah super appreciative all the work you guys did and they're still doing as well yeah it's definitely been a struggle it's, it's been a struggle for venues um, just an uphill climb the whole of last year um, but in terms of doing working on the campaign like I had like the fun part like I was just like orchestrating all of the fundraising activity doing live streams like selling merch 
I did all the fun stuff, but the other people in the team, because we're a small team of people that mainly run music venues, um, they were the ones that were sort of like helping all the venues get through the application process and actually kind of like get money to keep them, their venues secure. So they had all the tough work and I had all the fun work. <laughs> so it hasn't been too bad for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great. And uh, obviously the work and also just seeing all the fundraising that other people did. Like I know some friends of mine did some a chicken wing uh, comp, uh, chicken wing competition uh, for the windmill in Brixton and uh, all the stuff that the Black Heart are doing at the moment because I know obviously they're going through a really tough time. It's um, It's been super hard. Um, but hopefully, with what Bojo said the other day, we are... St- I've seen a lot of bands obviously announcing shows. Um, have you noticed from your side, obviously, for Green Door, are you guys now booking shows again for kind of end of the summer, end of the year? Or Well, I mean, working with Music Venue Trust, I obviously have the inside information all the time because we work with DCMS and we work with the government and stuff. Um, so we follow the data rather than follow what Boris says. And, you know, we're, we're very, very confident that we'll be open to full capacity in the summer. Small, small venues, this is probably up to like 300 caps. So actually for Green Door Store, I think we'll probably be open in July, maybe late July. Yeah, well, I remember us talking a couple of weeks ago about the Armed. So uh, I'm hoping to come down for that show because that should be very, very fun. Uh, yeah. Um, and obviously you mentioned ju- uh, just before, and obviously I know you've mentioned this on social media, but you're obviously a musician yourself. Um, so what, how would you describe your style and what have you got that's going to come out soon? Um, so I was a musician a really long time ago. I was in a, I had my own band called Deadlight, which is kind of juvenile and embarrassing now, but who hasn't been in an, an embarrassing band? Um, and I sort of like was in other bands, not as a lead singer or anything. And then I just went on this massive hiatus for ages and just pursued other sort of work in music. Um, mainly because of my mental health and self-esteem and stuff. Like, I think that everyone just goes through this sort of a point in their life. Um, and I've now just got to the point now where I feel confident um, putting my music out there again. Um, so I'm hoping to release something in autumn, winter this year, uh, mainly because the kind of the music that I do is is kind of colder and darker and moody and it kind of suits the season, really. But um, I, I'm... It doesn't sound like this, but my influences are definitely like Nick Cave, um, Emma Ruth Rundle, Chelsea Wolfe, um, Cult of Luna, that kind of stuff. Like I'd like it to it's going to be like kind of like ambient metal, um, kind of dark folk stuff. Amazing. Well, yeah, I know I've already said it to you privately, but I'm very excited to hear, hear it come out. Um, so that'd be really cool. And yeah, talented uh, duo, you and your husband, because obviously he's in a band now uh, who are very good, um, as well as being a very talented photographer so um an annoyingly talented couple <laughs> he, him yes. way more so like he just seems to be good at everything it's really irritating <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i didn't ask him to come on he would just annoy me being good at everything um okay so moving on to the main bit now um so the whole point of this chat really is about the emotional connection that you can have with music so obviously different styles of music can help you with when you're feeling happy when you're feeling sad etc um and I don't think people talk enough about that emotional connection and the support music can be for your different moods. Um, so I know you've already seen these kind of preempted, um, but obviously this is us putting together your perfect emotional playlist. So I'm going to give you different 
kind of topics. You will pick your song, we'll talk about it a little bit. And then at the end, we'll kind of recap your playlist and we'll share that as well. So hopefully the songs you pick and the songs that you find comforting and support from, hopefully other people can as well. So like any good playlist, the first song you need to start with a bang. So this is your happy song. So that song that you listen to when you're in a good mood, when you want to be in a good mood, what would your song selection be for that one? God, that is so tricky because I actually don't uh, really listen to happy music at all. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't uh, feel like I have a very strong connection with stuff that's super happy. I actually, when I'm happy, I listen to sad music. <laughs> so that's probably quite odd. But I listen to so much Chelsea Wolfe when I'm in a good mood because I just find her to be so inspirational. Um, and I'd probably say that my my go-to song is probably um, Mother Road, okay. which I did actually cover um, for like a live stream for Green Door Store. Yeah, but I absolutely love that song. Mm, it's a good song. Nice. And I think, I don't think, you know, obviously there's a stereotypical happy poppy sound that I think people can relate to. But I think it's really interesting that, and I know I certainly do. I mean, I listen to, you know, heavy music when I'm happy as well as listening to my teenage pop punk kind of uh, music. But um, I think there's so many different styles of music that you can put you in that happy mood or if you're in a good mood, you want to continue being in that way. And I don't think it needs to be the kind of conventional, it needs to have a, you know, poppy hook to be considered happy, so. I've got to say though, I have been listening to that like Saweetie and Doja Cat song, Best Friends. It's ridiculous and brilliant, it's so good. But it's like so not the kind of music that I would listen to at all, but it's just, it's very hooky. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know that one, so I have to make a note of that and listen to that. Um, there's nothing wrong sometimes with a good, good hook. Um, okay, so that's a good, strong opener. Um, so the second selection is more around music that inspires you. Um, so it, kind of the first part of this, kind of an A and a B, is what kind of music when you're wanting inspiration, when you want to be inspired, what kind of style or type of music would you listen to? And then obviously what song would you pick to kind of be that song that kind of inspires you? Um, well, I'd say like instrumentally, I'm really, really influenced by Emma Ruth Rundle. And um, in particular last year, her, um, her I, want, I want to say co-pro, but that's not the word, her collaboration with um, Val, you know, she did like an album called May Our Chambers Be Full. Um, it's just got such a full sound and it's um, so interesting. Like, I mean, I'm a big Thou fan anyway. And that kind of um, combination of sounds together is just so good. It's so good. Um, one of my favourite songs um, on the album is called Into Being. Um, I just think it's got like a great slow riff and it's got dynamics and her voice as well. It's just brilliant. Such a good song. So that's your pick for the inspired one. Mm. Nice. I don't know that one actually. So. I think that was my album of the year as well. You know, I don't know if you do that whole like uh, end of year roundup. I tried to. Yeah. So that was my end of year, like number one album. Nice. Can you remember what your top three were? Just whilst you brought it up. No, but I kept, well, <laughs> I was going to say I can probably pull it up, but I actually am recording my audio, aren't I? <laughs> so that's probably not a good idea. Um, I definitely like, had some strange ones on there. 
I had Bring Me The Horizon on there. I thought that their album that came out last year was so hooky and brilliant. Um, I have, oh, here we go. Um, I really liked Lingu Ignota's Failed Forest Golden Grid, but that was more kind of like a 12 minute one song thing, um, which is probably quite niche. And then Phoebe Bridges' Punisher. I'm a massive oh, yeah, Phoebe Bridges fan. Like, I just love her. I think that she can do no wrong. And that, um, the song off that album is definitely Saviour Complex. So good. Yeah. No, I like that one. I like Phoebe Bridges as well. And, um, no, I had done, I, I previously in other years done the top 10, but didn't do it for some reason last year. I, I felt very um, uninspired to do social media this kind of past year, um, just because there hasn't been a lot going on, uh, like for everyone. And uh, I don't know, I've just been more um, trying to keep keep my head in check and not worry about a post. But um, no, I think I had done in previous years, but yeah, I didn't do it last year. Yeah, I um, think you're right. Yeah. I feel like um, over last year, we because people weren't having that social interaction, you, I definitely saw people having their mental breakdowns on social media. And it was quite a lot to take in. I think that if you're protecting your own mental health, it, it, it's, it was a good idea to kind of stay off social media when you can. I can't really do that with my job, unfortunately. My, <laughs> my whole job is social media. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, I probably neglected the uh, promotion Instagram, for an example. I didn't really post a lot on there. It just, um, I just didn't, I just, obviously being a promoter, I did a few little side things last year, but I just didn't, feel like I had anything interesting to say. Um, obviously, I would share things and speak up when there was a certain movement or something that I believed in um, that I felt like I wanted to, you know, put my voice behind. Obviously, when I did the post for, you know, you guys, <clears throat> that was something that I believed in and wanted to help promote and share. Um, but yeah, I think most of my stuff last year was anytime I got to see my niece, I'd share a picture, but um, nothing that interesting during lockdown. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, voice is going to be weird. Okay, so we've chosen the Inspire one. So this is, the next kind of question is more around you and obviously your, uh, kind of your work. So this, again, kind of A and a B. So the A is kind of just, I think for people who find it really interesting how kind of a booker at a venue kind of book shows and the process he or she goes to to kind of find those bands. And then I would ask you to pick a band with a song that you feel best represents Green Door now. So, which I know is really hard because obviously I know you have loads of different styles of bands that play there. But so from, so if you take it from the first part, so from a person who works for a venue or venues, um, what is your process when you come to booking bands? Is there, obviously I know other promoters can hire, um, but for yourself, when you look kind of, is there a criteria of bands that you, that you want to play your venue? Um, I mean, it's it's quite difficult, I think, when it comes to the job thing, because what I book in Brighton doesn't tend to be the stuff that I necessarily like myself. It's not that I don't like the music that I'm booking, but it's I'm booking it to sell tickets in an area that like a certain type of music, um, rather than booking the stuff that I personally want to go and watch. Um, I have been lucky enough to do a bunch of shows that I love, but um, I'm sure you've gathered from my um, song choices that I like heavy music. And that's not necessarily what the Green Door Store's about. And I think that's the difference between being a good booker and being a bad booker is booking what the people in the local area want to watch and booking what you want to watch. <laughs> 
Um, so I would say sort of like for Green Door Store, um, for the last 10 years, it's mostly been punk music, like psychedelic rock, post-punk, um, skater punk. Um, yeah, that, that kind of music, really. Um, which I like, I enjoy it, but it's not, um, it's not what I'd personally buy a ticket to go and see. Um, we've done some great shows over the years with bands like Trams and Crows and Madonna Tron and... Um, those are the kinds of bands that that people like to go and watch at Green Door. Stuff that's kind of like, you know, you can um, surf to or like, yeah. Um, I'm kind of losing my train of thought, but mm. it's that that's the kind of music that people in Brighton want to go and watch. Um, and I think that that's also what what makes Green Door Store special because it's kind of like this empty shell of a space. People just want to kind of like crowd surf and like pogo stick around and it's perfect for that because you can't break anything um but I'm, I'm trying to think what kind of a band like encompasses the kind of music that we'd put on there probably a band like idols um yeah. because they're exactly the kind of band that would have come through a place like green door store and um you know that they would have been perfect for our crowd they're more like ice age or i'm trying to think of like big post-punk bands you can tell that this isn't really my genre um yeah i mean those two bands would 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 sell out sort of five times at green door store easily oh, yeah. in a row <laughs> yeah no i i agree uh I've, I've been to green door a few times for shows and i've definitely gone more for punk shows there than i would obviously for a, for a kind of metal show um where would you kind of just to share love for venues uh for people who will hopefully listen who do like heavy music or heavier than kind of post-punk uh what kind of venues would you shout out for the kind of metal kind of metal scene what venues do you think represent that scene really well yeah i mean well in brighton it would definitely be green door store but it wouldn't be me that's putting on the shows it'd be people like jack yeah. jackhammer and stuff like that but if you're talking about outside of um outside of uh brighton i really like oslo and hackney um I watched Lingu Ignota play there, who I love. Um, mm. I watched um, Oathbreaker at uh, Camden Underground. Not my favourite venue, but they do get really good shows. Um, and um, Boston Music Rooms, another great venue, or, or you know, yeah, or the Dome. Um, and, you know, my friend used to book, well, our friend <laughs> used to book at the Dome and um, Boston Music Rooms, and he's now at Signature Brew putting on cool shows there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, working with MVT, I mean, we represent like 900 venues in the whole of the UK. So now my relationship with venues has changed so much over the last year because I would just go to these few venues like the Ballroom and Camden and stuff like that. And now, I mean, I know a lot of these venues personally. So there's it's more than just the music and the promoters. It's actually the relationship um, based on like how hard these people are grafting to keep their venues open and keep providing a space for bands. They're just incredible people. Like, it's kind of amazing that this has happened before I've started to try and launch my own band because now I've got loads of pals I can call up and be like, hey, I'm now in a band. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I mean, it is. I mean, you know, even with my promoter hat on, like, I, you know, I, I work, I've done a lot of shows with Black Heart. I do love Black Heart. Black Heart is great. Yeah, the, the amount of love that um, has come out with their um, kind of, you know, crowdfunding stuff um, has been really amazing. Um, just to see the amount of people who... 
you know, I, I think we all know what the black heart is. And, you know, I miss their toilets. I miss... Oh, they're um, awful. Those toilets... I mean, I can't talk. Yeah. Green door store toilets are really bad. But they do also have some really bad toilets. <laughs> they do. But I just miss the badness and the smell. Um, and, you know, I've just... Like, I remember the Bronx show that happened there kind of really recent, you know, kind of last few years. Um, you know, and they do have that... They have that kind of landmark position um, where bands like the Bronx will go and play there um, because it's got that reputation so uh, I really hope it survives because I want to continue putting on shows there um, and obviously I've loved going there for when they've been part of Desert Fest as well um, that's been really rad so hopefully yeah but I think it's yeah I just think all the work you guys have done to help these venues out um, has been really amazing and uh, it's made me look at venues in a slightly different way uh, to be honest and maybe the relationships that I form as a promoter myself I want to make them a little bit stronger um, just so I can make sure that I'm doing everything I can to help venues out going forwards. Not that I treated venues badly or anything before, but... Um, it's just like humanising the people that run them, I think, because people just look at venues as being businesses. And, um, mm. like, that's why over the last year I've kept trying to put, like, people's faces out and be like, look, this is the, it's a couple that owns this venue, or it's just one person, and they barely have any money, and they're putting it all into this space, you know? And I, I just think... Yeah, building those relationships with venue owners and operators, because also that's a really different relationship because sometimes the people that own it aren't the ones programming it. So it's kind of, yeah, like getting to getting to know them more personally. I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, OK, so what song would we add for the Green Door selection? So if there was, I know you mentioned Idols, um, but is there a particular, are we going with Idols? Is there a particular Idols song? Well, no, I think, I think Idols are too big for us now. I think I'll go for Crows yeah. because that is probably one of the best shows that I've had at Green Door. Uh, and their song, Silver Tongues, is awesome. It's really, really good. Yeah. I think they're a great band. I agree. I think they've got a live stream on tonight. Um, oh, that's perfect timing. It's almost exactly. like I planned it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's on their face. I mean, this won't go out tonight. Um, that's a, oh. People who listen will totally miss this. Um, but I'm sure it was great um, last Friday, if this comes out next week. Um, yeah, no, Crows are great. And they're a band that, as a promoter, I've tried to book many times. But I'm one of many promoters who try and book them. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they're really nice dudes as well. Um, okay. I think sometimes uh, okay. with, like, confirming bands, it is just luck. You know, it's just luck that they say yes that one time and the price is right. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's so many people like me who want to book the same type of bands. Um, so even if, you know, you're best friends with them, you, there's bigger promoters than little old me um, who will get them because of who they are. So, um, and also, I, you know, I'm very aware promoting isn't my job. Um, promoting is a hobby and something I do because I love music and I get to meet some really rad people along the way. So, um there are people who will be on their emails 24-7, you know, pushing and trying, where I'll check my emails every other day because, you know, I've got a nine-to-five. So, um, yeah, so when bands say no, I obviously have no hardship over it because, again, I can probably can't pay as much as other people and have as many connections as other people. So, um, no, but Crows are great, and I want more people to get to know them because I do think they are generally one of the best bands around in that scene. Uh, yeah, I agree with you really great band yeah and uh i've met the guitarist he's a really nice guy um okay so the next selection now is around so we've gone from happy in um oh, gone from happy we've gone to inspired and we've we've obviously done a work selection so every 
playlist then has that kind of down moment where you just need to take it down a step. <laughs> so we're now going to talk about the song. Oh, hello. <laughs> we're now going to, what's his or her name? It's Red. Red. He just wants to Red. eat my cats all the time. Well, for the podcast version of this, Tony has a dog on her lap. I'm not just asking a random question of who is this. Um, but obviously on the video version, people will see this, see, see the dog. Um, okay, so we're now going to talk about the sad song. Because obviously, though music can help inspire you and make us feel better, also when you are feeling a bit sad and a bit low, obviously music can sometimes give you that kind of hug that I suppose we all need every now and again, especially at the moment when we can't be hugging people left, right and centre like we would like to. So when you are feeling sad which is obviously totally fine because everyone is allowed to have those down days what kind of music would you go to and then what would be your selection for this style of song um yeah i guess i go for the kind of more um soundscapey i guess it's still kind of moody and dark but it's more um yeah like soundscapey like wardrina or something like that um a band i really like are called darker um okay. so they'll probably be my pick for when I'm feeling a bit blue, uh, which is a lot of the time because I am just that way inclined for no reason. And it's probably something to do with being uh, a bit creative and arty. Um, and the song I would choose is called Lament, okay. I think, which is, sounds a bit perfect really for my sad song, Lamenting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that band, so um, I really need to go and check them out. Um, and would you say that you have a place that when you are feeling down and, you know, you want to kind of give in to that feeling and listen to that music to kind of help with that emotion, do you have a certain go-to place? Um, do you take yourself off for a walk, put your headphones on? Do you, do you have a chair? Do you listen to it in bed? Where, where would be that place that you would kind of listen to that music? I'd love to be one of these people that can just put my headphones on and go for a walk, but I gen genuinely don't feel safe walking with headphones okay. on by myself all the time. Um, just because you never know if someone's going to jump out at you, which probably never happened. Definitely not in Hastings. But um, I ha I'm really fortunate to have an office at home, um, okay. which I have over the last year sort of made into a bit of an inspiration space. I have lots of artwork in it that I really like by, you know, like how everyone was choosing to support independent artists over the last year. I really made an effort to spend my money on artwork. Um, particularly tattoo artists and stuff that couldn't really make any money last year. So I managed to turn this um, space into a really nice sort of like inspiration room for myself. And I've got a little sofa in there. Um, and I do tend to just kind of like shut myself away. Uh, another place which is really good for me when I'm feeling low and I want to kind of immerse myself in, or be, I guess be a bit self-indulgent, is in the bath. I find the bath to be like a really meditative place. Um, okay. I think that women in general, if you like, having baths, like women in general tend to um, experience real re relaxation in the bath. It's a bit like being held in the womb. <laughs> that sounds really odd, but genuinely, it, it, I feel probably the most relaxed uh, when I'm having a bath. Yeah, I'm actually um, about to move into a place that has a bath and I haven't, re I'm not really a bath guy, um, but a lot of my male friends actually um, have been telling me a lot recently about how big time into baths they are. Um, so I'm actually quite looking forward to trying to be a bath guy going forwards. Yeah. Going forwards. 
<laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like recommend it like as as your go to for cleaning because it's not really the most clean thing. Oh uh, no, I've, I've, I think no, I've, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm shower for cleaning. But if you like exercising and stuff, having a bath uh, with Epsom salts afterwards to like draw out all those toxins. And for me, um, I because uh, I have an autoimmune disease, um, I get a lot of chronic pain. I find that I. Yeah. Um, I struggle to take painkillers um, and I find that I'm able to manage my pain with heat a lot of the time. Heat or like okay. ice packs. So for me, like it's a real self-soothing type thing. So that with music is like a really good combination. Yeah, that sounds it. No, well, that's even made me want to be a bath boy even more. So um... <laughs> <laughs> we could make it a club. <laughs> yeah, bath club. Um, okay. And yeah, I, I did know that band. So um the whole point of this is to hopefully inspire people to not only, you know, kind of find music that helps with their emotions, but also discover new music, which is obviously one of the great things about music is when you discover a new band that you really like. So I've made a note of that band for me to go and listen to later. So um, thank you for sharing that one. Okay. So we've now come to what is kind of the main last song of the playlist, so there is one more question after. So it's that, it's this movie of your life. It's about to end. And it's that big, dramatic, curtain's about to close. Not in your life, obviously, just of this certain part of your movie. Um, what's that song that's going to play us out? Oh, God. I mean, I'd, so I'm going to have to go, go a bit old school, I think. I think you need something quite iconic for the end scene of your life. Um, my favourite musician of all time is Billie Holiday. Like, oh, nice. I, yeah, I love Billie Holiday. Um, so I'd probably go for something like that old devil called love or stormy weather you know like a proper iconic one like that i just she's one of those musicians that when i listen to her i feel like i can see my future <laughs> i know that's really odd but um right. yeah i just have always found like listening to her music gives me real clarity on like what i want to achieve in life and stuff like that so that feels like the ultimate um musician to listen to Nice, I love that. So if we're going to Room 101 it, both those songs that you mentioned, which one are we going to put as, this, as the track listing for this one? If I had to press you on it. Probably Old Devil. Old Devil Call Love Again. Yeah, God, yeah, she's got such an amazing voice. The other thing about Billie Holiday is she's got such a tiny... Um, what do you call it? Oh, God. Um, she's got such a small range, and yet she can invoke so much emotion in that range. She only had, like like a couple of octaves or something to sing with which obviously yeah, if you're yeah. if you're a musician you 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 normally have like much bigger range than that but she could just like reduce people to tears just with that sort of like couple of octaves it's amazing incredible woman and did you get into her via family um was that Billie Holiday saying that you guys listened to a lot growing up or a little bit later in life? Yeah, I think specifically my mum. My mum was, like, big into, like, Aretha Franklin and Ella Fitzgerald and, you know, we, we used to listen to a lot of, like, Delta Blues and Electric Blues and stuff like that and her, I was just really drawn to her voice and um, as, as I sort of got a little bit older and um, I did my dissertation on her as well, um, I just learnt so much about her life. Her life was so sad. Um, but she was just this incredible musician and... Um, yeah, I just, um, I feel the same about her, you know, that, you know how sometimes your taste changes, get older, that's never really changed with Billie Holiday, she's always sort of remained my favourite artist of all time. Nice. Yeah, I think sometimes just those, those classic ones really stick with you, um, like the song that I, 
I know you give an example there of what you and your mum listen to. Like for me and my mum kind of sitting on the dock of a bay by Otis Redding will always be a song that I associate with kind of my mum and listening to with her. And no, my music is definitely not Otis Redding style, um, yeah. probably much to my mother's dismay. Um, sure. That song I will always love. Um, there's just something so simple and classic about it that can just transport me back to kind of being younger and loving and discovering that song. Um, so yeah, I totally get that. And I think, I think there's just some songs that, and I think that just shows the strength of music that when you change as a person, when you grow and develop and your music taste and your taste in general change, it's just that small bunch of songs that just stick with you for like, you know, forever. Um, so I totally know what you mean by that. Okay. So that's the main bulk of the playlist done, but we do give one extra song to you, which is your honorable mention. So this is a little bit trickier because this is for that one song that you could have picked for any of the other previous collection, uh, previous kind of selections. Um, what song would that be that you'd want to throw in? Oh, easily, easily. But again, it's not a new song. Um, uh, Joni Mitchell, Woodstock. Oh, Joni Mitchell, yes. I am Great. such a huge Joni Mitchell fan. And that song, Woodstock, just, um, wow, it's just transcendent. <laughs> You know, like it just, you can imagine being at that festival and just like everything that they experienced, because it was wild, like what happened there um, at Woodstock Festival, um, you know, when they had all the like mudslides and no water and people didn't have tents and it was chaos. But what people experienced while they were there was just unreal. But um, yeah, I would definitely say that that's like transcendent music for me. That is such a huge banger <laughs> yeah no i yeah i've I, I don't know a lot about Joni mitchell but i obviously i know a few songs and flying with that scene in love actually when that gets played of emma thompson gets me every time i see that movie um if you haven't seen love actually it's a very sad scene i have seen love actually i'm not ashamed to admit it's a good film very good uh that scene where Emma thompson puts it on and oh heartbreaking that scene um but yeah, I don't know why, I just, that always makes me think of that scene now. Um, and I think of Joni Mitchell as well, because I think it's such a, I think it's a really iconic and sad scene in kind of British cinema of kind of the recent years, that scene. I think it just really, and it made me really dis, I know he's not around now, but it made me really dislike Alan Rickman for a really long time. <laughs> oh yeah, it was awful, like his behaviour. But then I guess that's the thing with uh, long relationships as you go through these peaks and troughs and stuff and it's, you know, about forgiveness and stuff really isn't it totally totally um and that's it that's your playlist um i think it's great i think mean, there's some really good selections it's a proper sad girl playlist isn't it <laughs> no 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 I, I i disagree i think um i think you don't need to have abba dancing queen as the first song for your happy song i think that if there's other songs and people will hopefully listen to this and be the same there'll be different types of music that can make you happy and can inspire and motivate you etc so i think having um a really broad selection and obviously we'll upload this to the playlist and share this out so other people can listen to it and hopefully help with their emotional connection with it and be inspired and etc i think it's really great to have a really broad selection and um you've definitely inspired me to go away and listen to these bands that i don't know um because yeah there was definitely a couple you mentioned that i haven't listened to yet so um i'm definitely gonna do that with my friday um and yeah thank you very much for uh for taking part my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. 
Oh, pleasure. Um, just before we wrap up, um, obviously, we will share when it's ready, your stuff, when it's out as well. Uh, and I'm very excited to hear it um, because I think it will be right up my street. Um, so, yeah, please let, keep me in the loop with that. And obviously, we'll share it on our socials as well. And um, continue to feel better, continue to be safe. And um, I'll see you at a gig down the road, hopefully, at some point. 100%. Beers on me. <laughs>